0: And no thought is the goal. No thought is the mind, is truly the essence of the mind, is truly the highest experience of the mind and truly the definition of mindfulness and the goal of meditation. Hi beautiful people. So I wanted to add something to the four things that I had mentioned regarding making the most of your day. The four things being a clean body, a clean environment, routine, and a to-do list. The fifth thing that I want to talk about is being present. And some of you listening to this may right now be confused about what that means because i kind of had an inkling about what it meant before but not really i felt i feel like or i felt like it was this phrase that that was thrown around and i didn't really at least i didn't really know what it meant so i want to go into a little bit about being present Now, if you've listened to some of my other podcast episodes, you know that I talk about how I dissociated as a child. I can't remember when it happened, but I, for the first time, woke up at the age of 31. And so that part of me that dissociated returned, and I can tell because for the first time in my life, after having gone many, many years, um, thinking that I had an attention issue, because I would zone out for minutes at a time. Um, For the first time in my life, I could actually see where my thoughts were going. I could see the part of me that was dissociating, that was escaping reality. Um, And it was an uneasy time in my life, but it it actually brought me to perfection. It brought me to the person that I am today. It brought me to being fully present, being fully here today. And so I think that I am the perfect person to actually talk about this today because I have been so, not only so clueless about what it meant before, not only was I confused about it before when I would hear this term, be present, but I've also dissociated in my life maybe for 30 years before I woke up. It's possible. I'm not really sure when I um, when that began, but for as long as I can remember, um, or at least for a long time, I remember zoning out for minutes at a time and just coming, I mean, tuning back into reality and not, not knowing where my thoughts had been, where I had been. Um, and this happened, I remember the first time I caught myself was in my chemistry class in high school. I think I was in 10th grade and or 9th grade and that was the first time I I zoned out and then I zoned back in and it was almost time for the bell to ring and that class to be over and I remember just thinking to myself, "Well, how long was I not paying attention for?" and it really felt like a long time and it was and i also realized at that time when i zoned back in that i um that i had been thinking about what was going on at home and i had a a very challenging situation at home involving my mother um and so and my father's death only made it worse and so i really didn't know how to navigate that situation and so understandably it was on my mind all the time even in school and but i i remember making that connection at that time that i had been i realized that i had been thinking about what i was going through at home um and that is really probably the only instance i remember you know actually knowing where my thoughts went um which is interesting because it's the first memory that i have where i zoned out um but after that it happened many, many times. It would happen all the time in college and my in my lectures. It would happen all the time. It was like a regular thing for me where I would just not I felt I felt like I couldn't pay attention. Um, but I didn't make the connection other times. At least um, I really don't think I did make the connection that that of what I was thinking about. Um, so even if I was thinking about you know, what was going on at home at other times. I didn't make the connection. I didn't realize that that, you know, was on my mind when I would um, zone out or at least when I would um, zone back into reality. So I dissociated for much of my life, maybe most of my life, and I think that I am the perfect person to, to have this conversation with you today because I know that if we want to help anybody, then that really comes from meeting people where they are and I want you to know that if you struggle with being here, if you struggle with paying attention, if you struggle with concentration, if you struggle with focusing, then I want you to know that I am with you, I feel you, I relate to you and I want you to know that it is possible to improve your focus and it is possible to be here in this moment more and more and i say that i'm the perfect person to have this conversation because i don't know and maybe many people say this but i honestly don't know i feel within myself that i've struggled with this more than anybody because i don't Remember my life for the first 30 years. I don't have a lot of memories. I don't know where the time went. I don't know what I was thinking about. I don't know what was going on in my mind. I don't know the places where I made decisions from. I don't know what I was thinking when I would have conversations with people and disconnect. I don't know. I just don't know a lot of things. So I want to start off with that. I also really preach the things that I talk about in this segment of making the most of your day. Routine and for me keeping myself and my environment clean. And having a to-do list, which I have started most recently. I mean, these things really have improved my attention. Because even if we just take the example of routine. When you know that you are supposed to do something. Supposed to be doing something. And you sit down to do it. Your mind already knows that, and your mind goes in the mode of doing that thing. Your mind expects that you will do that thing. And so where is your attention? Your attention, or at least part, part of it, even if you're struggling to give all of your attention, your attention, at least partially, is devoted to your expectation in that moment. Routine programs your mind to be in the state of the thing that you are doing and you might be asking or wondering well if i do the same thing over and over again then i get used to it and then my mind kind of slacks off because it's not because it's not needed as much anymore I have found that routine serves me. For example, wiping something down at a certain time every day. Sometimes when I find myself distracted when I'm doing that same thing that I do every day, I pay attention to my senses so I can pay attention to the way the microfiber cloth that i'm using the way that it feels against the the table i can feel with my fingertips the surface of the table underneath the microfiber cloth and the cloth is wet um in case you're wondering so i can actually feel the surface cuz when it's dry i can't but i'll wipe I'll wipe the desk down with a wet microfiber cloth. And sometimes, when I especially want to be present, I go really slowly. And I guess this is what you would call, this is what you would refer to as mindfully. I'm doing it engaging my senses and so sometimes and I've seen my mother-in-law do this as well where I will spread the wet microfiber cloth that I have wrung the water out so it's not soaked or anything but I will lay it out flat and then I will take both of my hands and I will put them on top of the cloth maybe in the center of the cloth or wherever And I will sway both of the hands, both of my hands together in the same direction. And my hands will move together right maybe and then left and sway back right and sway back left. And I can feel the surface underneath. And my mother-in-law would actually do this in the kitchen, in the kitchen counter. And when I started doing this, I could... I I realized why she would do it. It's because when you do it that way, you can actually, and you actually slow down, you can actually, you can actually feel perhaps the bits of sugar that are stuck to the kitchen counter, dried and stuck. You can actually feel them. So, and, and when you do it this way, when you really slow down, your senses are engaged so you can feel it in your fingertips and your mind is engaged because now you have your body moving a certain way. Your body is engaged. And so even the things that we do routinely don't have to be monotonous. Monotonous means that they are boring. And when they are boring, it's because we are not utilizing, we are not engaging our minds And so when you do something, even when it is something that is that you might believe or have believed at one point is trivial. I know for myself, I have believed that a lot of, uh, in the past, I have believed that a lot of housework is trivial. And there are parts of me that still don't want to clean the shower or I have things that I would, that I enjoy cleaning more than others. I know that what I am telling you right now, that if I apply that same principle, that same slowing down to anything, then I can experience the same amount of joy and satisfaction because that's what we're really going for. It's the satisfaction. And so when you are fully present or more present, right? I, I, we don't need to set the standard of being fully present because maybe I myself don't even know what that means because maybe I can go deeper and deeper into engaging my mind. Maybe I can engage my, my mind more and more. And so maybe I can be more and more present, and I truly believe that to be true, and that I sincerely hope to engage my senses more and more so that I can be more and more present. That I think is my goal. So when we strive for that, and we just remember to slow down and pay attention to what we are experiencing right now and meditation is a great way and something that really encourages you to use your senses and very often i will hear almost regularly in any meditation there's a good chance that i will hear guidance if it's a guided meditation the person telling me to pay attention to the sounds in my environment, to pay attention to every sound that I can possibly hear as far as I can hear. And I listened to a few meditations recently where the person speaking was saying suggested that if you wanted you could use your fingertips to feel the texture of your clothes and i thought about feeling the texture of my workout shorts which are almost this waterproof material but soft at the same time and i thought about what what that might feel like in my fingertips between my fingertips and so we have these really beautiful senses i mean there, there's also another there's a meditation that i listened to or several of them that i listened to in the last few months by jeff warren on calm who who says to keep your eyes open some of the meditations are actually meant to be done meant to be performed with your eyes open and so you are engaging your, your sense of sight. I haven't so far come across smell, but I can imagine that that is also something that you can engage your senses and be more present when you do so. I know that before I record this podcast every day, that i have this little incense diffuser it's it's five balls that are attached together and they are made of this dense material that kind of looks like wool it's knit it's it's packed together very densely and uh, maybe i'll i'll take a picture of it and post it on social media if um if you guys ever um if you're interested and hopefully you're, you're able to catch it on my Instagram. Hopefully you're able to find it, but so it has these five balls and, and you're meant to, it, it came with a, an essential oil set and it was actually one of our, um, good friends. They're a couple, um, and they gave it to us before we left California and it was one of the few things that i that I brought with us to Florida. We brought very few things and so I now use this here, and every day before I record, I drop a few drops of usually lavender, but eucalyptus oil is also part of the set, but lavender is definitely my favorite and um sometimes when you i just sniffed it right now, but sometimes when you hear me inhale, I might actually be sniffing this, um, this little diffuser guy. I didn't, I really didn't know when we were gifted him that he would, he would be part of a podcast, part of the content for a podcast episode because he's part of every podcast episode, but I never thought that I would be talking about what he, what he does for me. And how he helps me to be more present. So this is my little incense diffuser guy. And you can watch this video on YouTube also to catch a glimpse of him. I'm holding him up for you guys to see. And before I, before I record, before I hit the record button, I have this ritual where I will pour three drops, um, usually three drops, Sometimes maybe a fourth one will fall, but usually three drops I'll pour onto him and then I will sniff him and um, I love it and I definitely think it helps me to be more present and often after I am done recording and I hit the stop button and I turn the recorder off, I will also sit back in my chair and sniff him and inhale this good lavender, lovely stuff. And so smell, engaging our sense of smell is also a good way to to be more present. And I think that's even true, even if we might not like, even if we don't like the smell of something, like I know that when I um, smell a smell that I don't like it, it wakes me up and I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't, I don't like that. You know, I automatically like have the thought that I don't like that smell. Right. So it brings me, definitely brings me into this moment. And, um, and so our senses are really good for that. And regarding taste, I haven't done a guided meditation that involves consumption So, drinking or eating anything. But I do know from my best friend, and I know from my soul sister who told me this years ago, and she said that everything is meditation. And I have seen this applied through my mother-in-law and her son, who's my husband, um, and my best friend. I've seen that the both of them really savor their food and so eating and engaging your taste buds is another truly another form of meditation and yesterday actually i i ate my dinner without watching anything I just ate it alone and usually I'll I'll watch something I'll watch a YouTube video or um or Netflix or um but usually I'll watch something so YouTube video or Netflix but yesterday I ate my dinner and I didn't watch anything the TV was off the computer was shut and I wanted to just eat dinner and really Savor and and be present, I wanted to be present during my meal, so I tried, I tried it, I tried I tried no stimulation of any kind, just me sitting on the sofa alone, and I ate dinner that way, and I can't say that it was truly successful, there were a lot of times where my mind ran off. But when I would catch myself, I was so grateful to remember what I was doing. And I would really slow down, slow down my chewing and really slow down my, my bites and, and just really the The experience of even having a tiny, a little bit of food in my mouth, really just the movements of my mouth were really slowed down. And I was thinking about my roommate in college. She was one of my best friends. And she would eat the last bite of her food with her eyes closed. And she would do this every single meal, and I never understood why, and then I also, I mean, I, and I'm, I think that she explained, but I never really understood in my being why, um, and I think one time we, we met for dinner at, in the city, <laughs> I remember, I think it was a, I think it was a Ruby Tuesdays, and we and we all ate our last bite with our eyes closed and i may have been more present or may have been closer to understanding what what she meant and 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 the reason for why she would always do that i may have been closer to understanding but it's nothing compared to the understanding that i have now even though even though i feel like now i have a long way to go as far as being present for my meals what i experienced yesterday when i closed my eyes and really slowed down the movement of my of my mouth in chewing and then even after I had swallowed the food, the flavor that was still in my mouth from that bite. And I have, I know that my partner experiences this because we've eaten every meal together. He's eaten every meal with me. And even if I've eaten without him, he would never eat without me. And that's in the 10 years that we live together. And if that and if that isn't love, I mean, I, I don't know what is. And... He was just so present when we would eat. He would really, really enjoy every bite and savor every bite. And he would eat so slowly. And as I, as I start to do the same myself, I can only imagine how much he enjoys his food. And it's my, I think it's my goal to actually enjoy my meal to actually enjoy food to actually enjoy food as much as he does and you might be thinking well or that might bring up for you that he eats a lot and and that's not the case at all i think that when you truly savor your food that you actually eat less and i've found this to be true for myself the more mindful that i am the more I slow down, the less I actually consume. And um, I also thought about my grandfather yesterday when I was eating dinner. Because my grandfather, I have, all the memories I have of him eating are with his eyes closed. He, I think he would eat the entire meal with his eyes closed. And that's really fascinating to me. Um, and so I thought about him while I was eating dinner yesterday. I thought about my best friend in college, my best friend and roommate. And then I thought about my best friend and partner. I thought about these three people, my grandfather, my roommate, and my partner. Because I think these people out of everyone that I know probably enjoyed food the most. My partner just had so many different elements where he would he, he would wait for me to eat, which would bring him so much joy. And he still says to this day, when you eat, I feel it in my stomach too. And I know that's the truth. For him, I know that's the truth. He's been the kind of person that when he was a, a little kid in school and he would get a piece of candy in school, he would save it all day. Even if the other kids ate it, he would save his piece of candy and he would come home and share it with his sister's. Just one piece of candy and, and that, that man today and that boy back then, I know that he would, he would find a way to divide. If he had a little crumb of food, he would find a way to share it. If not, just give the entire thing away because it brings him more joy to fill someone else's stomach than his own and that's the reason that he feeds the world today. That's the reason that it's written for him, that and that it's his destiny because he he truly feels that and probably is the human being is the human being on earth who is closest to that to that truth of of feeling someone else's hunger and really be and really being satiated by the nourishment of someone else feeling that in your own body and stomach and that's truly remarkable and i live to tell that story and so my partner is a really really great example of being present so is my roommate so is my grandfather and if you really engage your taste buds when you eat, then you will also find that you are not eating as much. So if you if you find that at times you eat and you're not really sure why, or um, you're eating so fast but you don't really want to be eating, and I say these things from experience because... I mean, just yesterday night after I ate dinner, later on in the night, I started eating some chocolate that I really love. And I, again, like I had done the last time that I had eaten the same chocolate, I enjoy the first few bites and then I keep eating it. And then and then it becomes less mindful for me. It becomes an activity that I'm doing for some other reason than the... Um, the full joy of it because I'm not as present anymore. I'm not eating as slowly anymore. I'm not savoring it as much anymore. And it doesn't taste like it did when I first ate it. And so there's something that wears off the more and more that we do something. And for that reason, I think that that's another, um, great reason that, um, you know, that, that we, that when we eat mindfully, um, that we are able to sense that we get full and, um, and that we stop eating, right? Something, something could be really yummy and something could be really delicious and maybe you could eat a little bit more and then still savor it. But when it's past the point of your own comfort and you can start feeling that you, you sense that in your, in your stomach, right? Then you don't derive as much pleasure. You don't derive as much joy from the consumption, from the, from the process of eating. And so it becomes hard to enjoy the chocolate or whatever you're consuming. And so when you really eat mindfully and slow down and fully be present, and I actually think when I was eating the chocolate, I was, again, I was staying up late because I made the mistake yesterday of thinking like I have thought many times before that I will stay up and I will get some creative work done or some, some great idea will come to me as I'm, you know, working on my website. It didn't. And um, I just wasted time. And while I was working on my website, I was eating the chocolate so now I was like almost stuffing myself while I was doing the other task Um, but I really wasn't um, fully present for either of them so um, it's something that I'm still working on and I think that by sticking to my routine I really believe that by sticking to my routine and not having these silly um, thoughts where this, this these silly ideas that I have that you know that I'll I'll be able to um, have some some spurt of creativity by staying up late because it hasn't served me. Um, So far, I don't think it's served me in in all the times or any any of the times that I've tried to sacrifice my sleep in order to do so. It seems like my creativity comes from my heightened states, heightened yet relaxed, so alert yet calm and focused um, that's probably, um, or maybe even, um, a slightly less alert, not as heightened, but more relaxed, but either way it comes in, in a a waking state in a, it doesn't, it, I struggle to create or even write when I'm tired because my brain doesn't work. So, So the day after that I don't sleep properly, it's harder for me to get into meditation. It's harder for me to write. It's harder for me to think. So I can even use that experience because today is the day after the, the night that I didn't sleep much, right? I can even remember my experience today and use today as the example of knowing that my brain suffers, and I'm actually sacrificing my brain capacity when I stay up past my bedtime. I hope to learn from this and hopefully you guys learn from something from this too. Um, really being present, using your sense of sight and hearing and smell and taste and touch. These things really, I'm grateful for them because they can really bring us and very often do bring us into the present moment and it doesn't have to take a loud bang or an off-putting smell or a um or a um a, a stain right something that catches your eye in order to catch your eyes right it you can you can catch your own sight you can catch your own senses by just engaging them, by choosing to. So you can, you can pay attention to the sounds just by being really still, right? So in this moment, if in this moment you look at something and if you're like me and you're next to a window, you can look out the window, Or you can look at anything, maybe in the distance. And if you want, you can focus on a point or you don't have to. But if you can just be silent and still in your mind. then your sense of hearing is automatically heightened. Your sense of your body is, you're more alert of your body. So it takes slowing down and you may notice a flock of birds circling the sky or you may notice the leaves swaying on the tree right before you. Or you may hear the sound of the cars or the sound of the birds. These sounds and sights are always here. They're always here. It just depends on when we choose to notice them, to engage with them, but they're, they're always here. They're forever here. The world around you gives you every opportunity To engage each of your five senses. Right now my left hand is. I'm sitting Indian style. And my left hand is. Is cupped around my toes on my right foot. And the thumb of my left hand. Is circling. And I didn't even know it was doing this. Until I just started talking about this a second ago. Um, My left thumb is on my right foot on the, on the pinky toe of my right foot. And it's actually circling the, the butt of my thumb is circling in in a circular motion is rubbing the, the nail of my pinky toe. And so I, I can feel the, the surface of my toenail and what that feels like. And even just this circular motion, I guess it's something that I enjoy, um, and I mean you can do that with with anything. You can do that with, you know, rubbing any. Um, you can do that by rubbing your foot. You can do that by rubbing any any surface of your body. But I actually started doing this in in the shower to be more mindful when I actually clean my feet. I will do the same thing on my, on my toenails where I use the butt of my thumb to feel the, the surface of my toenail. And when I, um, when I say you can do this with any surface of your body, I would pay attention and be mindful that wherever you are touching or feeling that it allows you to be more present. And that's all that I have to say about that because there are times that a certain um, experience may actually take you away from reality, may actually... may actually allow you to escape more than it helps you to be present so however you choose to use your sense of touch if you are looking to engage your senses and be more present then that's something you could be mindful of so this idea of being present is so so important and I think that with everything that we do, everything that we do on a daily basis, right? As we shower, as we clean our environment, as we follow our routine and do the next thing that we're supposed to and sit down at the desk to record our podcast and then um, as we Um, think about our to-do list or make a to-do list, each, not only part of our day, but each moment of our day requires our attention. And we are better off devoting our full attention to each moment of our day. And I encourage you, as I find this to be true for myself, Do more and more things that serve you in the long term, that engage your attention fully. Right? Or engage your attention significantly. Again, because maybe we're not sure about what fully means. But I know for me, when I record this podcast, it's one of the times in my day where I am Most attentive. When I write, that is the time in my day where I am most attentive. Another thing came to my mind, and that is recording. When I create content and record YouTube videos, and this is something that just came to mind and something that I realized that I have to do more of because I am truly engaged. When I am just flowing and speaking and creating. And so if you struggle to focus or if you're just looking to improve your concentration, if you're looking to be more present, do more things that serve you in the long run where you experience high levels of concentration or more concentration than, other, than in other things that you might do. And even if you have to do the other things, right? Let's, so let's say you don't experience as much focus when you clean your house, right? Maybe, maybe not yet, um, but you experience a lot of focus while you play basketball, but you know that you still got to clean your house, right? So you do both, but in time, the cleaning the house will also become more mindful of a process for you you will learn how to harness that as well. But I would say that on any day, right, and as you go through your life, try to have things in your day. Try to have activities in your day that are the most enjoyable to you because those are probably the activities where you are the most attentive. For me, that's a lot of creating. For you, that might be learning and consuming. Maybe you're fully or you're the most engaged when you're, when you're consuming uh, a course or you're watching a YouTube video. Then make sure you have time in your day to do that right if you're looking to improve your focus Um, or maybe if you're just looking to enjoy like I think that we all deserve times in our day where you know that as long as it's something that is serving us long term then I think that if it's something that we enjoy as well then I think it should be a part of our day why not it definitely should be right it it's something that's helping us grow and it's something that we enjoy that seems like the best way to spend our time or a, at least a, a portion of our time every day. Being mindful is the reason that we are alive. It's truly to experience each moment of our life. And a great life is the ability to harness a day and the ability to make the most of your day, to make a day, to make the day yours is truly the ability to be present for each moment. And the mind has this tendency I just want you to remember my story when I say things like, be present each day, each moment of each day. I want you to remember my story and the reason that I am having this conversation with you today is because I probably spent most of my Life so far, not being here. So when I tell you, and when the words be present for each moment come out of my mouth, I want you to know that it's possible, even though I haven't attained it myself, even though me, myself, have been so far from this in my life. But my being present still improves over time and i know because it gets better over time and it's gotten better just in this podcast episode um not only does it get get better each time i record because i'm significantly engaged when i speak to you guys but there's also something else that i realized talking to you and that was that another area in which I am really engaged is when I create video content and so I am going to that's my next step and I think that a lot of my distractibility neuroses will also calm down when I do that and man can I tell you that I am really grateful for the distractibility? Can I tell you that I am really grateful for the unwanted thoughts? Because they made me and they continue to make me because they show me who I want to be and they wake me up. They're my, as long as they're here, they're my signal to pay attention. And I know that when they come, that, that I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as here as I could be. I'm not as here as I could be. I'm not as fully engaged as I could be. And that happens when I'm working out too. When I'm working out, when I'm exercising and I'm having thoughts, I already know that Even if those are good thoughts, even if those are thoughts of creativity, thoughts of creation, what I'm going to create next or in the future. Even then I know that I'm not, I'm not exerting all of my energy. I'm not using all of my energy because when I truly am, I don't have room for any thought. I just don't. Because my, my mind is being fully utilized because my body is being fully utilized and that's perhaps the magic of, of exercise and of physical movement is that when we are truly exerting all of our energy at, at, in a given moment then our mind has zero thoughts it's just not possible in the moment But when I find myself having thoughts, that's when I know, even if they are pleasant thoughts, that's when I know that I'm not using all of my energy. And so it's been, it's been really a wonderful experience for me to go from having triggers to having um, good thoughts, to having thoughts of inspiration, to having lovely thoughts, to having dreamy thoughts and positive thoughts, to then having no thought and no thought is the goal no thought is the mind is truly the essence of the mind is truly the highest experience of the mind and truly the definition of mindfulness and the goal of meditation so that's a really wonderful gift of exercise and physical movement. And I wonder, um, it's, it's really interesting because I, I didn't make that connection. I mean, I, I write and in my writing, I don't have any thoughts. I don't experience thought. Zero thought. Because I'm in flow. Because my mind is being fully utilized. My my mind is being fully used for the flow to come through me. And when I speak, it's very similar. Although it's not yet at the state where I am in my writing. But also, similarly, don't have much thought. And so that's maybe even a a signal to me that when I am having a thought or a trigger while I'm speaking, how can I be more present? How can I be more here? How can I engage myself more and listen to myself more so that I am more here? Because I figured it out already in exercise, right, that even when I'm having a good thought, that I am not using all of my energy. I still have more energy. And my goal really is when I exercise to use and exert all of the energy that I have. And I'm actually really grateful because I think this is a a discovery that I made in working out that I now um, have... I mean I have subconsciously known it in in my writing because writing is my, my the practice that I have been doing the longest. It's my it's my greatest act of devotion in my life. Um out of any activity I've sub, subconsciously realized this in my writing where um I don't experience thought and that actually came from the realization that I don't have negative triggers and negative thoughts while I'm writing. There was a period of of time in my life recently where I experienced a lot of triggers, but I didn't when I was writing. And if I think about writing in the way that I think about exercising, right, I don't even have good thoughts when I'm writing. I have zero thought while I'm writing. Zero thought. So my goal is to is to experience that and carry that into every activity and perhaps every moment. We think about our mind as this thing that is supposed to, this entity that is supposed to be thinking all the time. I think it's actually the opposite. On the contrary, our mind is supposed to be clear. And perhaps have zero thought unless we are actively engaging it by asking it a question or trying to solve a problem or intently, actively thinking about something with the intention of forwarding, uh, of moving forward uh, with that thought or finding a resolution. But even in this, even when I speak to you guys, even in, in this podcast, it's. I'm not producing these thoughts. I'm just following the inspiration that I receive. And so I'm not actually thinking. And so now this brings me to, to realize that and to think that, <laughs> to think that we're actually not supposed to think. That our job is really to keep our mind as clear as possible and and really the way that we do that is by engaging as much as we can and here perhaps I can say fully you know that you are engaged fully in an activity when you have an experience zero thought uh, so I think we we hit the nail on the head where I wasn't able to To use this term, be fully present before, maybe I'm able to use it now. Being fully engaged in something, at least engaged, means that you don't have any thought or thoughts in the moment or while doing that activity. Can you fill your day, or at least a significant portion of your day, with activities that you know you don't really experience a lot of thought while you do? And then the rest of the activities in your day, even the things that you might find more trivial or mundane, right? More ordinary. More things that, you don't, things that you don't look as forward to as much, at least right now. Can you be more fully engaged while you do them? Can you also bring yourself to a level, to a state of mind where you experience zero thought while you do those activities, while you do every activity? and then when you transition between activities and you find yourself no longer focused on the thing that you are actually doing can you still can you still carry that zero thought into the transition into a moment into one moment what could you do Well, let's say you've just recorded your podcast and you're getting up from your chair. Maybe you could sense the rug or the floor underneath your feet. Or the way the desk feels under your fingertips when you lift off to stand up, when you use a desk to lift off. Maybe you can engage your sense of sight fully when you walk out of the room. And this would also require you to make sure that the ways in which you are engaging your senses, that when you engage your senses, that you receive good feelings from doing so. So if the if the floor under your feet isn't quite clean, then you might not be as present. Or you might experience some thought there. And the thought might be, this doesn't really feel good. Or, we need to clean this floor. Or, I forgot to clean the floor. Or, I was supposed to do this. And if you visually engage your senses... Right? So if you engage your sight and you see when you're walking out of the room, if you have a, a a kitchen, if you have a pantry and that pantry is in your view and and it's not organized or it's cluttered, then that may not be a really good experience for you, a pleasant experience for you. and And how do you know? Well, if the goal is to experience zero thought right you're now of the three possibilities you're now at the at the least preferred one so now now you're at negative thought where maybe you could have experienced positive thought maybe you had just cleaned the pantry so you revel in its in its newly, uh, organized appearance and you take delight in that. Or maybe if it's something that you always keep clean or always keep organized, or maybe you have, you do it as part of a routine. So now that it's, um, more part of your routine, it's not something that you think about as much because you do it often or you do it regularly at least it doesn't take up much of your attention. Instead, it just floats into the background. And so maybe here you experience zero thought. And so the goal is, if I can go through my day having zero thought, who will I be? And what inspiration will come to me? Because even in that moment where I'm revelling or admiring the appearance of the pantry, I still in that moment if I had a choice, would prefer to receive some sort of inspiration, some thought that perhaps comes from outside of me. I can't I can't think of a better thought to have in that moment as as maybe as you know, maybe as, as, you know, delightful as it is to think about the clean pantry, what if I had a thought of inspiration in that moment about something that I wanted to create or something that I was looking for the solution to? I would rather choose that. And thoughts of inspiration come when we are in a in a mind state. Of receiving, So when we are in the receiving mode and when we are in the receiving mode, we are experiencing zero thought. And it's like this, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Because you have to be empty in order to receive. And that goes for anything in your life. And I'm... Just now, in this episode with you, understanding that our mind is the exact same way. That even as I record this podcast, that as I speak, if I have thoughts, then I slow my own flow and I can't receive, I don't know what the next word is. As I continue to experience zero thought, then I continue to speak and there is no interruption in my flow and I carry the entire show that way in zero thought. And so my goal is, and I'm going to make this my daily goal, to experience zero thought In more and more moments. And my ultimate goal, if this is attainable, and I believe that it is, is to experience zero thought in a day. I know that it's possible to not have any thoughts in a day, and thoughts. That are the creation of my own mind. So, thoughts that are the creation of me that I'm thinking. Because the kinds of thoughts that I do wish to have is the inspiration that comes from the external, from the universe, from that which is greater than me. I want to receive those thoughts. Because they're way better than than the things that my mind comes up with, and I know that just by the activities that I've mentioned with you guys um, writing, working out, speaking when I create I don't experience any thoughts or any thought but here I am, creating the best that I can. Probably the best work that I can do in this moment, I'm creating. And I'm not experiencing, I'm not thinking. There's no thinking that is involved in in talking, in writing. And I know now when I am exercising, the same thing applies. That if I'm thinking, then I'm not fully engaged. And if I am fully engaged, then I'm not using my mind. I'm really, really grateful for this realization, guys. I'm, I'm really grateful for doing this podcast. I'm really grateful to have an audience to speak to that listens that hopefully finds this helpful. You have no idea how much this is helping me. And I hope that it is helping you, at least some of you, just as much. So to recap, we can be more present by engaging our five senses. And the way that we do that is really to pay attention To pay attention to what we hear, to the sounds that we hear, to what we see, to the the texture or the sensation of something against our skin. We can, once we pay attention to these things, to, to how our senses are being engaged, we automatically slow down. And we are more in this moment. We are more present. And you will find that when you are more present and when you are fully engaged, the way in which you know that you are fully engaged is that you experience zero thought. You are fully present when you are not thinking, or having any thoughts, when your mind is clear, when your mind is empty, and it's as if your body is just being carried by this flow, by a flow, where your mouth is just moving and you're not quite sure, Or your fingers are typing and you're not really sure how. Or your body is moving while you exercise and it's not really you so much as it is maybe something else that takes over. So it's become my goal in this podcast In discovering this in this podcast with you guys. To experience zero thought. And I already experienced that. In certain activities in my day. And I'm very grateful for that. Because that has led me to the realization that. I can experience that in any moment that I choose. And. I hope to delve further into this discovery of how I can be more present and engaged with my senses because I sort of delved into that or or hinted um I hinted at that a little bit before when I when I said that if the floor underneath your feet isn't clean then it'll be less likely that you experience zero thought or even positive thought. So of the three possibilities that we can experience in our mind, right, the, the first and the highest and the, and the most ideal, which is no thought, the second being positive thought, and the least preferred which is negative thought. Out of these three, how can you set yourself up? What kind of routine can you have? How can you keep your body and your environment clean? How can you create and follow up on your to-do list, follow through with your to-do list, All of those create, follow up, and follow through. How can you perform each of these aspects in your day to make sure that you are experiencing zero thought as often as possible? So along with the activities in your day that you already really enjoy and you find flow in, and you know that you're not thinking, right? If that's exercise for you, or, and exercise is great because we all need to exercise, right? As human beings, we all need to. So, you don't have to relate to me on the on the level of writing or podcasting or creating something else, but as a human being, um, my best friend compares exercise to brushing your teeth. Go check him out on the Stop Thinking Show, on his own podcast. But that's probably the greatest gift that we have as human beings, the fact that physical movement clears our mind and helps us to experience zero thought. There you go. That's one way already that each of us as a human being gets to experience zero thought. Now, what else can you do in your day and how else can you set yourself up? How else can you care for your body and your environment and Go through, build, build a structure and have a routine and a to-do list where you, where you create goals for yourself on a daily basis and you achieve those goals. You follow, you follow up with, your, with those goals throughout the day, at the end of the day, and you hit those goals before you go to sleep. I think all of these things exp- affect which of the three Experiences that we have in our mind, whether that's zero thought, positive thought, or negative thought. This has been a really fascinating experience for me. I wish you guys the best, and I hope to continue this discussion in the future. I love you all so much, and I hope that you make the most of your day. And I hope that you experience zero thought as often as possible. And in each moment of your life. I love you. I'll see you.